0: Welcome to another episode of the Trailer Island podcast. I'm Alex and I'm joined by Matthew and Steve and we are here for another week, another Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And uh, we've been to the movies. I know, I'm so excited I'm about so this. So flip happy about this. We it's... all went to literally brick and mortar physical spaces with which to watch films actual on a big screen. Yeah. Chairs. Actual, actual chairs.
1: Silver, the actual silver screen.
2: I miss the taste of like of of Highly manufactured popcorn.
1: I I really missed the feeling of trying to tune out the sound of other people eating popcorn in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, Excuse me, I was being as <laughs> quiet as I could. No, you Thank were you actually great. You were the ideal uh, audience member, Alex. So it wasn't you, but it was you know anyone else. Just you know, chew chew quietly, please. Did you go see Tenant together? We did. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. Sorry.
0: Yeah. So, what? what, what You'd do you re- you do you already say? seen
1: it.
2: Sorry, right, I don't know. Just,
1: <laughs> you didn't invite us <laughs> to your advanced screening. Um, was, yeah,
2: yeah, what the? What the? What <laughs> in in the. fairness, everyone was invited to the um, you know, like.
0: Anyway, we've all we've all been to the cinema and it's fantastic, and it's lovely to go out and actually do things um, in a dark room. Oh, right, oh, yeah, yeah no, okay. great. So, film, films. <laughs> yes, well, this week we all went and saw the wonderful new thing that is the current blockbuster. Yeah, I yeah. think it's been
1: quite hotly anticipated, this film. I think that's fair to say. The, the biggest... only winter blockbuster going around. Well,
0: yeah, indeed. And how long was this delayed? Was it, was it delayed or it I think out it was only like
1: delayed
2: like a month. I was just looking at a trailer then and they were saying like mid-July in those
0: initial trailers. So. That's pretty good. Yeah. Not bad. I think in this episode it's going to be difficult to discuss it without discussing Indeed. certain we, plot points. We don't, so to,
1: maybe, we don't want to spoil it because it is a brand new yeah. film and, yeah. and, and, and we promise that we will, we will not spoil it for you. So please feel free to listen. Um, but to be fair, I don't think we understand it anyway. So it's not, like, it's not like we can actually spoil it because we don't know what went on in the movie. No, that,
0: that, that's a very fair point. Matthew, Matthew, what movie are we talking about?
1: We're we're here Yes, would you like to introduce? I, I, I would love to We're here to talk about Christopher Nolan's new film, Tenet
0: We all believe we've run into the burning building But until we feel that heat We can never know You do you chose to die instead of giving up your colleagues. That test you passed? Not everybody does. Welcome to the afterlife. To do what I do, I need some idea of the threat we face.
2: As I understand it, we're trying to prevent World War III.
0: Nuclear holocaust?
1: No. Something worse.
0: All I have for you is a word. Tell it. It'll open the right doors. Some of the wrong ones, too. You have to start looking at the world in a new way.
1: try to understand it
0: feel it happened here hasn't happened yet
2: well, that certainly sounds like a Hans of a score And it's certainly
1: not. It's definitely Christopher Nolan once again furthering that Inception-style horn music that he first introduced in the Inception trailer. Mm. And it's going strong still. Mm -hmm. I do find it sometimes a little annoying. It's really dramatic in, in in a trailer format. It's like, okay, let's just calm down. Just tell, show, <laughs> show me a time here. Show me a bit of the movie, but you don't need to like assault me. You know, with that kind of kind of stuff. Anyway, it's selling the film. It is, it is selling the film. One of my one of my favorite lines in that film, uh, sorry, in that trailer, is the one which is "Don't try to understand it; just feel it." And I feel yeah. like that, in hindsight, that that was a warning to us, yeah. audience members, going just just enjoy the movie. Don't yeah. try and understand it because this film is very complex. I think it's fair to say.
2: Yeah, that this the the premise of this film is is. Uh, um I won't say a bit over the pl- all over the place, but it's, it's dense.
1: It is dense. And now this film has been written by Christopher Nolan himself. Mm-hmm. And as far as I can see, he's written it by himself as well with no help. And I can't think of the last time that he's, he did that. No, is it usually got a writing part. Partner? He usually does. Yeah. One of his brothers, I think. Yeah, Jonathan usually helps him out. Okay, but at least, at least what I'd looked at
0: um, before it only had him listed. But I could be wrong. Who would like to try to explain <laughs> the general plot? Sh- should I try and explain it, and then you guys just pull me up? Yeah, I think so. Okay, if, all right. If you feel like I'm swaying from, I mean, I went
1: to the same screening you did, Alex, so I think I know about as much as you. Well, we do. both kind
0: of walked out and sort of were like, what, what? Y- yeah. So uh, what about? Yeah. No, but hang on. But the, the, and that's probably the best review that you're going to get. Is yeah. sort of people going? But then the. But also, but yeah. also. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know... Mm, Let's stop procrastinating,
1: Alex. Let's uh, dive into this uh, premise. what Uh, is this film about? So,
0: what I understand is that the protagonist... Is that his actual (laughs) name? That's always a promising (laughs) start.
1: What I
2: understand... (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um,
2: I I believe that his character's name is just the protagonist. Okay. Played by... John David Washington. Denzel's son.
0: I did not realise that until... Someone mentioned it. I was like, okay, now that you mention mentioned it, I've, I'm mm. seeing it everywhere. He's quite good in the film. Oh, he's fantastic yeah, in the film. It's yeah. great.
1: Uh, oh, oh, okay. Oh, so oh, let, st- sorry, premise first. Steve and then we'll, has an opinion. Yeah.
0: I've been trying to get out of having to explain it. <laughs> uh, so, so the protagonist, he's a CIA agent. Or something like or that. Or something like that, secret government agent, and he's assigned to try and prevent the end of life, mm-hmm. humanity yeah. in itself. In the trailer, they talk about nuclear holocaust, but apparently it's a bit more than that. It's basically yeah. the destruction of existence. It's, there's yeah. a bit of, um, for, for all those Doctor Who fans out there, there's a bit of
1: wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff yeah. in this. Um, and I think that phrase is the best description of of the flow of time in this I think Christopher Nolan does have a reputation of of manipulating time throughout his his films and sometimes Mm -hmm. he's done it incredibly successfully in this film the premise is pretty cool the idea being that um, there's a technology that exists in the future that can radiate objects or people or just anything so that their entropy is reversed and Mm -hmm. they therefore are travelling backwards in time as opposed to forwards in time yeah so there's, so the I so the earlier on early on in the film, the example of this is there's a bullet on the table, he puts his hand out, and then the, instead of him dropping the bullet, the bullet goes from the table up to his hand. Mm-hmm. The idea being that he's already dropped it. That's where it started yeah, to lose yeah, me. Because yeah. like, well, if he hasn't dropped it yet, how does the bullet know that it's been dropped? Mm-hmm. But that's when the the lines start coming in about oh, don't try to understand it too much, just try and feel it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like some of it kind of, was kind of going. I mentally want to move that thing, but if its entropy is reversed, me just thinking that I want to do it means that it's suddenly going
0: to do it backwards because I've already done it.
1: I don't know. I feel, do, do you guys follow? Because yeah, you're both no, staring yeah, at me. You understand I do, I do, it's like yeah.
0: an intent. Yeah. There's an implied intent that has an effect on these. Yeah. But, it,
1: but then that gets muddier because later on it's shown that you need a machine. To, to reverse your entropy. Mm-hmm. Whereas when he's in that room, he's able to do it without
0: going through a machine. Well, no, no, that, that item, the, it's the bullet in that oh, case. Oh, so not him, but the bullet. That's correct. Yeah, so right. he's moving forward, but the, the bullet moving is moving backwards. Okay. All right. And <laughs> this is where things start to get yeah. a little and muddy.
1: Really I, muddy. I would like to say at this point, again, I clearly, from that description I've just given, I don't fully understand this movie, but it is impressive to see at least, like in terms of just visually. Story aside, character aside, just visually, it's yeah. a pretty cool concept. I, I would agree. Yes. And that was
2: that was pretty much demonstrated in the trailer. Like we we saw that trailer, we saw some grand, sweeping shots. John David Washington walking along that that window where there's there's gunshots have taken place. We we knew it was going to be pretty well shot and 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 put together uh, storyboard wise.
0: <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> well, what we were talking about before is like watching it with the di- uh, director's commentary is going to be quite interesting. Oh, I can't wait for cause that. Because there are a couple of scenes where time is working forwards and reverse in that same scene. Yeah. And how that's put together must have taken a very long time to one storyboard, script, shoot and then edit mm-hmm. those scenes to work Especially together. Especially
1: because Christopher Nolan is well known for his love of practical effects. And having just looked at this film, you can sort of look at going, you can just tell that a lot of it is like real explosions or, or real stuntmen or whatever. But then when things are happening in reverse and also happening forward at the same time, you think, well, how have they put that together? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's actually quite impressive
2: how they've done I it. I mean, the good example of that is there's a fight scene at a flight terminal Terminal. Yes, where one character is fighting another and... When you're watching it the first time the fight looks wrong. Okay? Yeah, you're watching yeah. the two characters go at each other and uh the shot will cut and the next shot will look unbearably wrong like it's it like it is in reverse and of course it is and then the <laughs> shot will cut again to a forward momentum y- yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, sure. So it 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 really I, I don't know what the point I'm trying to make is but like <laughs> the, there's definitely like there's definitely palindrome stuff
1: going on throughout this whole film. I think if you're able to get over the fact that that you haven't been spoon fed an explanation, or at least the explanation you've been given is quite dense in in yeah. and of itself. If you're able to get past the fact, and you can just accept, okay, there are things going backwards and there are things going forwards, and they're and they're meeting together and and they're sort of dealing with that. You, those fights seem to become quite enjoyable, mm-hmm. but you do need to really suspend your disbelief yeah. initially until yeah. you get used to it. Um, and it takes a while. It doesn't hold your hand at all.
0: For a film that I don't think I've heard as much exposition as I have in a long time, I still was sort of sat there and going, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like It
1: does make an effort to try and explain it, but at the same time you go, well, I've heard that, but I still don't know what you mean. And you know? I don't
0: know, Steve, what your viewing experience was, but... I found it really hard to hear a lot of the dialogue.
2: Okay, so I think this is a little bit symptomatic of Nolan's films in general. Right. Because um, when we first got teasers, leaked teasers for uh, The Dark Knight Rises, the biggest um, criticism of that teaser was that you couldn't hear Tom Hardy at all.
1: Yeah, they and had to re-record his they dialogue. Did, they did,
2: yeah. Um, and they had to re-engineer it, and they, you know, in in the final cut, Tom Hardy still has like there's a comprehension problem there, and I think that's that's that I think that's just symptomatic of of Nolan's films in general. I watched you know the Dark Knight the other day, and there are there are bits in there where either the atmos or the the score are outweighing the dialogue.
1: Yeah, I think that was a big um, complaint from Interstellar was that the music was just overbearing the dialogue and I think that, and I, I get what Christopher Nolan is trying to do he's trying to make it a more sort of visceral yeah. experience and, and that's fine to, it's fine when you've got it at home and you can put subtitles on then you go yeah, yeah, yeah fantastic but in the cinema and again Alex I agree with you we're in the same session I found the dialogue was either mixed to be really bassy so you couldn't hear what they were saying. It was just like a low grumble of dialogue. Or there was just music and sound effects so loud above it that you're going, I can't hear any of this.
2: Is this because maybe Nolan's a cinema purist as well? He is. is. Does he expect that every theatre around the world is going to have the perfect balance sound? I don't
1: think he expects it. I definitely think he would hope that they would, Yeah. I, I mean,
0: I think we we saw it in a fairly modern cinema, despite us being stuck on an island. Like the <laughs> island cinema yeah. is, it's is pretty good. Not, it's not quite IMAX, but it's still pretty good. We should get an IMAX. We should get an IMAX. It'd be nice. <sighs> Money. What it comes back to is so many scenes where you could actually couldn't hear the explanation. They were trying to be, yeah. tell you what's going on, but you couldn't hear it. Now, the problem there in lies obviously not being able to hear it, but also, I feel like it didn't help at all in terms of getting the story cl- across. Like, whether how complex it was still didn't replace the fact that the storytelling itself wasn't as concrete as we probably had wished it was. Definitely one of
2: uh, Nolan's weaker, um, I would say, um, and more mechanical films.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think the example for me is Dunkirk, the film he made previous to this. There is very little dialogue. It's all mm-hmm. told with mm-hmm. pictures, but you never, ever don't understand what is happening in that movie. That is telling stories with pictures, which is what film should be. You shouldn't Mm -hmm. have to have film with so much dialogue that you're essentially spoon-feeding information to people. That still doesn't help you understand the story at all. You need to be telling it with pictures. It needs to be a visual medium. Yeah, Uh,
2: and I think sort of detrimenting that with this film is maybe just the lack of overall character story or at least there's a really, really thin one going on.
0: It's it's so complex. The the general plot line of how it all works is so complex that it kind of takes away from the overall experience. But then, Matt, you say, well, you're supposed to the film tells you to let it go. Yeah, it's like, yeah. well, but should I have to? <laughs> no, yeah. I don't,
2: if, it, if if it's actively taking you out of the film, I, I definitely don't think you should let it go. It actively but took
1: me out of the film. It does feel like a bit of a physics lesson, yeah. especially in that first hour. It's like, am I at school?
0: Yeah, but then but also to counter that is that that use of storytelling, like the the mechanic that they've got with forwards and backwards time, leads to some of the coolest action yeah. scenes I've probably seen the last, committed to cinema.
1: The last 45 minutes I, when I was sitting, I was literally just so happy with just the, I was about to say stagecraft, but the um, the staging yeah. of those action sequences towards the end are truly breathtaking.
0: Well, From the opening scene, which isn't a spoiler because it happens at the very start, it doesn't really <laughs> tell you much, but the, when they're at the opera... And this siege takes place. That was really well done, and that, that was I was yeah. just like, "That really thirty seconds in, bang, we're away." Yeah, and things are happening, and it's just like, "What?" <laughs> and it, even as like really in that scene, there's nothing that sort of indicates what the film is going to be about. But as like a siege, a general one in you know in general, it's just like that is breathtaking. It just sets you yeah, up for yeah. what you're about it, to go through. It was through. really good. The, the action and the. I mean, again, I think that's why the mechanic
1: exists. Is Christopher Nolan had this idea for these awesome action sequences that take place both in reverse and forwards, but at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the, we mentioned the little bit at the um the air, at the airport hangar. It's truly amazing to go. Wow, that looks incredible, especially when um as as because you're going forwards and backwards, you see it a number of times. Yeah, and as each time you see it, you have a greater understanding of where everyone is, what's happening, and, and it's, it does work really nicely.
0: And it was cheaper for them to buy a plane <laughs> yeah, I can't believe than that. it was to do the
1: CG for it. So they're like, "Man, let's just buy a plane so they and just throw it into a building. buy a 747 and literally just drive it into a hangar, for real. It was
0: brilliant. It looked so good. It really did. I'm looking forward to the behind the scenes of that. Oh, yeah. The, talking about the characters that are in the story, so we've got this central character mm. pushing through. He's joined by Neil. Again, uh, I want to
2: hear, hear the name of the character. It's... The protagonist.
1: I'm not happy about that.
2: <laughs> you still, well, hung, well, you still well, hung up on it?
1: Well, in the context of the film, it's more of a code name. Uh, maybe. Oh, maybe. That, that's what I took away from it. Uh, I just felt like it's just too on the nose. Christopher Nolan isn't known for his subtlety. Sometimes he is, <laughs> but <I> mean, <laughs>
2: obviously he, whoever he's writing with it like, interjects that subtlety. Definitely not in this film, though. No,
1: it's not a very subtle film.
2: I did groan at the mention of John David Washington earlier and I, I've seen him in Black Klansmen and, and now this and both times he's just been a
0: bit of a wet blanket. I really liked him. I was. thought he I really I got behind he was him. Cool. Yeah, I thought I was, he was like, cool. man, this guy is cool. <laughs> he's just walking around. He's like, I know what's going on. And and he's like, hey.
1: And that's what you want from your protagonists. I think I, think I have a reason though.
2: I think I know why. And it's because I keep on comparing this film to Inception, all right? And Inception, you've got the, the wildly charismatic, uh, aged, uh, experienced <laughs> hunk of Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio. Steve, you're sweating. Yeah. Still, yeah. Uh, I then, thought you were going to
1: say Michael Caine. But...
2: <laughs> <laughs> and Michael Caine, he's also in this film as well. Uh, but then you've got, I mean, in comparison, no one's really going to compare to Leo but J- uh, John David Washington really does not, like... Judy <laughs> Dench, <laughs> maybe?
1: Uh, absolutely,
2: yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think, and a lot of other viewers are probably going to
1: compare this movie to
2: Inception as well. I
1: think that's unfortunately unavoidable, only because um, I actually thought that this would be somehow a crossover with Inception. Okay, yeah. Because the trailers, I thought, yeah, I could see, okay, we've got, the, like, the government agency, like, the black ops kind of government things using technology that is quite unique, and I thought, are these going to somehow, like... Bleed into one another, and obviously they don't. They're they're very very separate movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, but unfortunately, like you, I agree, Steve. I think this film will forever be compared to Inception as being the inferior version of Inception. I think so. As unfortunately,
2: well. like Inception, no. Uh, I do think I'm going to enjoy this movie more on a second viewing.
1: I think I. It, it really impressed me with its um, physicality, mm-hmm. its staging the the action sequences the first time around. I will not lie. I did not grasp the story yeah, exactly. at all. Yeah. But I think if I watch this a second time, having knowing what the set pieces are going to be, I'm going to be able to, and hopefully if I can get better sound, at least for the dialogue, because it really bothered me how muffled it was. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I can actually understand what they're saying and actually follow it, I think I I'll enjoy it. So much more. I, I I do like it. I liked the, liked it the first time I saw it, but I know that I'll like it a lot more the second time around.
0: Now, the threat that they're trying to fight against in this is it's a.
1: I don't know. I'm still unclear. <laughs> yeah, on I that know. Okay, so
0: yeah. my understanding is it's this Russian oligarch. He's a yeah. billionaire bloke. Uh, what's his name? Sator. Um, Sator. 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 Played,
1: played by the wonderful Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah. With
0: a excellent Russian accent. Yeah, he's very good, and he is hell bent on finding these bits of a device that will lead to the. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That will lead to the code to unleash uh, the destruction of. He basically is going to humanity reverse sorts. the entropy of the entire planet,
1: which will somehow wipe out all life. Yeah. On the planet. That's his plan,
0: yeah. And so some, they're trying to stop him from doing that. Yeah, because that's obviously a, bad. Uh, Sator was probably one of the best
1: characters I did see. I screen. feel like he's, he's the only character that has an arc. Yeah, he does have an arc. <laughs> yeah, like I, matter. I honestly, I mean, again, like he's he. he Christopher Nolan is a massive. Bond fan. I think everyone is aware of that. And this guy is a Bond villain. Yeah, absolutely. He is a Bond villain. But he's also (laughs) the only character that has an arc where I thought, oh, I kind of feel sorry for this guy. He's got
0: the clearest motivation out of every single character in this film. either him or... um his
1: wife, played by the wonderful Elizabeth DeBecky. She was really good in yeah. this. She was really good in this. I liked it.
0: I, initially, I was like, okay, here's the ham fisted love interest. That's, yeah. And it does actually start off that way. It you does. just like, why is the protagonist changing his motivations for someone that <laughs> he really, in the scope of things, shouldn't care about? Yeah. yeah. You know, it's the one versus the many thing, yeah, which actually, is so common. Talking
1: about that, this film
0: made me want,
1: really want Christopher Nolan to not do a Bond film. Okay. Because this film highlighted to me that whole thing of he's just going to reverse bond back to the whole kind of two dimensional, oh, I'm on a mission, but there's a woman. I'm going to go and do stuff with that now. You know, and I just feel like he's not the right person. He doesn't understand, at least in this film, he doesn't demonstrate character motivation and logical character action. He he like he seems to be able to just sacrifice that for sake of plot.
2: I do I do think that this is maybe an exception to that. I think he does get himself wrapped up too much in the in the in the in the in the mechanics and mm. the um the the premise of the film that he does lose a lot of
0: uh, genuinely good character moments that we would have yeah. seen in
1: like Inception, you know? Sure,
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just just because your story's complex doesn't mean it's good. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if
1: it is good yet. I need
0: to see it again before I can even judge the isn't, story. Isn't that interesting? Good 'cause yeah. I remember when The Matrix came out and people were like, oh, you've got to watch it a couple of times. Mm-hmm. And like now you can watch The Matrix and you're like, I get it straight away. Yeah, yeah. Inception, I kind of felt like, uh, yeah, I could probably watch it again and catch more stuff. I haven't watched it twice. I've only seen Inception once. I, wow. I loved Inception. And that blew I, me away. But, I got it. I got it from at the end of I'm like, okay, I get the general yeah. idea of how this is all happening. And there was no question about the ending for me in that film. Yeah. But then you get to this and it's just so complex yeah. And muddled, I think, and as well. And muddled and just not quite clear. That maybe down the line, perhaps we need to do a retrospective in a year's time <laughs> when we've had things explained to us. We sort of go, okay, oh my God, now I get all of that. But it's like the classic case of the last... Um, the Last Skywalker, what's it called? Oh, Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker, that, that Disney did all these tweets about the film afterwards saying, did you know that? It's like, no. This, we, this we, was the thing. It was like, yeah, well, no, I we, didn't, know yeah, we yeah. didn't know that. We didn't know that because it wasn't in the film. Because it wasn't explained to us. And I really hope that doesn't happen down the line here, but I've got a feeling that we're going to be going I, online to sort of go, yeah, uh, what did that I, bit mean? I think
1: once we watch the direct, because I, I fully intend to watch this with a director's commentary just to try and get some answers. But I think, I think once I've done that, I think it... This shouldn't be the case, but I think that will actually be the key: is essentially having Christopher Nolan sit down and explain it to me over the top of the movie. That's when I'll understand it. I saw a wonderful infographic about it like, two years after Inception came out, just yeah.
0: like illustrating the plot of the movie. And I really can't wait for an infographic of yeah. this movie. Yeah, like I, I have seen one. I've yeah? seen one of someone doing the sort of how the time works backwards and forwards, and I looked at that, and people were like, "Oh, yeah, this is genius." And I'm like. I still don't get it. Like, <laughs> it I might have been
2: genius on paper, but when he put it on screen,
0: it it just it. I don't know if it felt bloated or just messy. Maybe I just I just don't get it. Maybe that's the conclusion. I don't know. But I enjoyed the spectacle. Yeah, the so, spectacle is on point. And I'm yeah. really struggling with, does the spectacle outweigh the story? And I feel like they're really tussling with each other I, I think it's, in a tug-of-war. Yeah, about-
1: and I think, going, going back to that line that I singled out
0: from the trailer again about, don't think
1: about it, just feel it. What I would suggest about my reaction to this film is I walked out of it thinking, I, regardless of what the reaction was, be, even if it was just, oh, that's a cool action sequence, this film affected me emotionally in that sense going oh cool that was a great ride like there were bits where i felt the anxiety of the moment you know that kind of thing so it's like well does that mean it works even if i didn't get it it at least made me feel things in my case i i feel like
2: um, the whole don't think about it just feel it nolan's challenging me to think about this movie though <laughs> throughout the whole movie right. he's saying you've got to think about what is going
0: on yeah
1: but no no chris no stop take your meds yeah
0: <laughs> yes well then then we look at the trailer where the trailer raised so many questions like, oh, this is going to be doing some really cool stuff. And then we finally get the m- movie expecting answers. And I don't think we got them. No, I remember saying the- to you, Alex, just as
1: we went turned up to the cinema, I said, I'd seen all the trailers. I think there were like four different trailers. And I said, I've seen all of these and I know there's going to be some cool stuff, but I still don't really know what the film's about. Yeah. And I have to admit, I did walk out of the film going, I still don't really know what it's about and other yeah. than that other than it's an action espionage spy film i still don't quite get the story yeah. or at least what, the mechanics
0: what what you are going to get out of this film is conversation so <laughs> if if you go and see this with someone or talk to people who have seen it you are going to have some wonderful discussions about absolutely how things are happening and i think that's a really that's a great positive about this film is you come out and you you go uh, uh, Let's do some maths together,
1: everyone. <laughs> All right, everyone, get your physics books out. Let's go. And
0: I reckon what you'd need to do is probably what Christopher Nolan did Was get a bunch of toy cars with some things and go, this one's going this way and this one's going this way. And, <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> crash, <laughs> and then they got the guns. And the <laughs> <laughs> but the other. <laughs> and then toy- 20 minutes later, they do it again. Yeah. So. They do do it again. I forgot about that. It's like and a and prisoner of Azkaban Uh, but but you know what when when it made sense when you sort of got what was going on you're like this is cool
1: there there is a moment about halfway through the film at about the hour mark and I won't spoil anything again just to soothe our dear listeners but there is a moment about halfway through where it definitely does click a little bit more than the first hour does like there's a mechanic that's introduced and you go oh that's visualised it for me I kind of get it more now Mm -hmm. and I definitely enjoyed the last half of the film so much more having had that sort of click moment Which is why I think I'll enjoy it so much more the second time around now that I sort of have a better understanding. Yeah. Because there's a bit, I just, I don't know why they didn't open with it or have it closer to the beginning of the film, but there is a bit where they do very cleverly visualize this uh, mechanic taking effect in real time. Again, it's hard to talk about without specifically mentioning it because it's. Oh, look, we could
0: probably talk about it and I still wouldn't understand it. I mean, (laughs) we're not going to ruin it because it's such a great moment, but.
1: It's one of my favourite scenes in the film. I was like, oh, cool, I get that. And and I remember sort of sitting up a bit more going, I'm sort of in now for like the next hour. This is, I'm sort of more on board.
0: It does do it quite well when you see the same scene from multiple perspectives. Exactly, yeah. Um, Really sort of helps to soothe things over. Mm. But I think in this conversation, I don't know that we've. Uh, answered many questions or (laughs) or if there's anything more that we can really give our audience. Uh, I mean,
2: I would say for people who are massive fans, uh, uh, Ludwig Gurensen, who we've talked about before on this podcast, uh, is uh, sort of not taking over from Hans Hans Zimmer, but because of Hans Zimmer's commitment to Dune. uh, And Bond. And Bond. And Bond, but obviously,
1: ironically enough, that was only because of the original release dates and now... That they've all been delayed. He probably could have done this anyway. But um, I mean, Ludwig with Christopher Nolan, still pretty like yeah. an adequate soundtrack. I really liked it. I, yeah. It's very yeah. atmospheric. It's not so much music as it is actually just sounds. And I I really enjoyed the sound, other than the dialogue, which I thought they need. They just needed to fix the dialogue um, sound design. But the actual music and sound effects, though quite loud, I thought was quite impressive. Mm-hmm. I was mildly shocked by how loud the film started off. <laughs> and I don't know if that's cuz we were just unused to being in the cinema. That is
0: quite possible.
1: Yeah. I would love to go and see um, Rogue One now having not been in the cinemas for however many months and gone wow that's that yeah. looks and sounds incredible. <laughs> I think I
2: think Nolan likes to start off his films pretty loud though. Um, I remember going to see Dark Knight for the first time 12 years ago and you know the first really loud sound in that film is people blowing open a window and yeah. and parasailing over to another building. Yeah. And that that first window shatter is is deafening. He sort of does the same in this, doesn't he? He
1: does. Yeah, oh, yeah.
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I
1: can't recall how the start of Inception is, but uh, uh, Inception's the Leonardo DiCaprio getting all wet and salty on the beach.
0: bum. bum
1: oh bum, yeah, it's bum, Hans Zimmer's uh, bum, thing.
0: Yeah. Bum. That's that one. is, you know what? We might get a copyright strike because of that. State. That was it's quite accurate. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I, I do French horns really well. <laughs> Reversed French horns, I think you'll find. <laughs> 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 yes. Anyway, um, yeah, let's I, it's hard to... <laughs> it, again, we can't say too much. I would suggest going to see the movie. Yeah, It is impressive. Can, and just quickly,
0: I don't know if it's a spoiler, but what's a tenet? Yeah, it's a palindrome. Like, that's, well, I think yeah, that's all but it was is it there. is it
1: a randomly selected palindrome? Because I could have used anything. Yeah. Does it mean anything, Does tenet?
0: inception mean anything?
1: Well, the word is more the word relevant to part the of the film. The film. Like yeah, it's but, what they
0: do in the film, okay. but in this, is are you tenanting I, I don't. Gonna, like, is, is the protagonist the tenant? I I just want to put out
2: there that <laughs> a, uh, I I don't know if Inception was uh, a word commonly used before the movie, or whether it was. I think
1: a, it might have been. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a real. Commonly used
2: word, but I feel like no. But in- uh, now, if
0: you say Inception, you're are you're, fe- you're referring to the film, like well, you're or, referring or if you say the
2: act of incepting
0: a, a memory or Yeah, a, that's a, right. A if you say, oh, that's that's Inception. They've been. You know, they've, it, it's much more yeah. common now, absolutely. But he, I don't he, know if you could use the idea of a tenet in a yeah, common. You well.
1: can. You can always say, oh, he was a member of the band since its inception.
0: Oh, that's, that's true. Yeah, no,
1: that's true. That's true. 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 true, true. I'm sorry. No, no, but this uh, beside the point. Like again, tenet. What? <laughs> yes, it's a palindrome, but. It,
0: does it mean anything? No. Aside but I guess from that? I guess I mean, it does mean what the film is trying uh, to do. Like, you know, with the backwards Tenet's and the forwards being the same. You know, I reckon uh, you know Glenelg was much cooler before yeah, Tenet was. They could have yeah. called
1: it Glenelg. It would well, have had the same meaning. <laughs> Tenets
2: do refer to rules,
1: I suppose. That, well, I suppose
2: so.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, mm. dear listener, explore for yourself for <laughs> we cannot Tenet answer. <laughs> you can listen to this entire podcast in reverse and get all the new answers that <laughs> you in desire. Three, two. One. <laughs> uh, okay. All right. All right. Lieutenant. All right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. So strange. Let Let's give this thing a. Ra- uh, let's do, it. What, let's do you, it. what would you What would you give it out out of, out um, of what? Uh, you, had idea for it, didn't you? you had a
1: great idea, Alex. Earlier, you were talking about the, uh, the 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 grater, the the food grater. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. Cheese graters.
0: With, it doesn't give anything away, but cheese graters.
1: Yeah. If you. It, if you haven't seen the film yet and you've listened to this, remember The Grater and then enjoy the moment and in the And if the you film. have
0: seen the film, you know exactly <laughs> what... It is the smallest part of the film, but oh, perhaps one of... You know, yeah. It made me cringe. Think, yes. think Jason Bourne with a magazine or yeah. a pencil. Yeah. Or John Wick with a pencil. John Wick with a pencil, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, out of cheese graters.
1: I, I um, again, do not understand this film at all, um, but I, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It was a good action film. A bit dialogue-heavy at the beginning, but a good action. The last hour is pretty full-on, so I um, can't wait to see it again. I am going to give it a four.
0: Okay. Steve? Hmm.
1: I resent the
2: fact that that Nolan sort of wants me to go back for a second time and and rewatch it just to get the full scope of it. I feel like I should have got the full scope of it on the first watch, Uh, and unlike several other movies... I just I I don't feel the enthusiasm to go back and go. Oh, you know, I really want to pick up little little tidbits because the little tidbits I need to pick up with this film are probably crucial plot points. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I'm not picking up little tiny details in the background. I'm I'm picking up stuff that I should have picked up on the first watch through, and it's making me sort of doubt myself. Going, you know, what should, should I have picked that up on the first? Am I am I the am I the dumb ones that didn't get Inception? <laughs> I I didn't like david john uh, John David Washington I thought his character was a bit thin um, and I think it's probably more one of the more sterile nolan films but i won't i won't say it wasn't grand it wasn't sweeping it wasn't action packed and when those moments occurred, they were very engaging so i'd probably give it three
0: okay in terms of rewatchability i don't think i've ever thought about a film this way before but Watching it for the second time, it's not because I want to, it's because I have to. Yeah. And they are two very different things. Yeah. And I I, I liked uh, the protagonist in this. I thought he was cool. You know, he he sort of knew what he was doing. Um, I enjoyed watching him on screen. Kenneth Branagh's character, Sator, was cool as well. He was probably the best character in there. I hated him. Oh, no. I, I actually, hated him. Yeah. But that's that was his job. Was for me as the audience member to hate his character. And it's very hard to hate Kenneth Branagh. So he's <laughs> done it like because he, he's, he's just a likable actor. Like you think of uh,
1: Merger on the Orient Express and his little role in Dunkirk and all of that. Um, you go, yeah, he's a cool character. And this one, he, you go, wow, that's an, that's an evil man.
0: And for those things to sort of balance each other, much like you're saying, Steve, as well, with those amazing set pieces where they're, these action moments are just mm-hmm. pro- like clearly probably the coolest stuff I've seen on a screen in 20 years. I'd uh, taken that. Yeah, that, that, I'd agree with that. And I don't think you need to see it on a massive screen. I would have loved to see it on IMAX. We don't have that here. We saw it on a fairly big screen, but you could just as well see it on a normal size screen. There's nothing. It's not that full Nolan spectacle that you probably need it in. So you can enjoy it wherever you want to watch. It, I think, which is also good. But I, I think I fall right between both of you guys. And feel that three and a half is probably where I sit. I want to revise mine and give it an extra half because I just remembered how good
2: Aaron Taylor Johnson was in this film. Oh, yeah, I forgot he's in this. He stole yeah. the screen every time he was now, there.
0: Yes, yeah, so who was he? He was the... He was the,
2: like, the, 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 not the army dude, but, like, the special forces yeah, dude. Yeah,
0: okay, I was trying to place him. With the beard? Yeah. Yeah, okay, that's good. Great, because I love him in Kick-Ass. He's excellent in Kick-Ass. <laughs> and every time he was on screen in this film, he's just like... He's out did, acting, ditched Robert Pattinson. Did you feel and- like every time he rocked up, like an adult rocked up? Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> Okay, no, like, okay. Kids th- put away the toys. Because he was sort of a little bit as confused as everyone. He's like, just, just go with it. Like, you'll work it out. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's probably the best way I can think of it. That's, so an extra half for me for Aaron Taylor Johnson and good. Robert Pattinson and, as well. Yeah, I and say, Robert, I yeah should, we have
1: <laughs> he was actually really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. Robert
0: Pattinson is fantastic. He, yeah. he's becoming one of my favorite actors now. He's really, now that we've uh, pushed past the Twilight. Yeah, yeah, issue, exactly. Uh, exactly. He really is, and his recent appearance in a Batman trailer. Oh, I'm, oh, I am ready. My mind and my eyes are ready. I um, <laughs> was ready for Cedric dig- Diggory. Yes, well, not not a bad character either. Mm. Anyway, so that that brings us, I believe, to about eleven. It was ten and a half, but Steve, you adjusted your score. Yeah, yeah. and yes. we're sitting at eleven out of fifteen cheese graders. Wonderful for Tenet, which is now out in cinemas that you can go provided it's safe of course but yes provided it's safe, safe in your, safe your state territory or country <laughs> <laughs> we don't know we've got a lot of listeners from around the world and we honestly hope that you are all well and doing okay in this current uh, and it would be a wonderful world status. if you are
1: well and safe enough to go and see this in cinemas so yes. if that's the case please do if you
0: do have the option do go out and see it when it's released uh, we i guess we give it you know 11 out of 15 as a pretty strong recommendation It is. and you can come to your own conclusions about <laughs> what the film was about tell us how we're wrong <laughs> Well, we've been the Trailer Island podcast, and you can find us at trailerisland.com.au. You can send us a message through there if you like, or even on the Facebook page as well. There's a Twitter uh, at, Island at Island Trailer. And it's perfect for this week. Oh. oh, God. We prepared for that perfectly. And there's also an Instagram. You can check out all sorts of things. Uh, I've been, Alex, I've been joined by Steve and Matthew. And we've been the Trailer Island Podcast. Uh, Good luck trying to understand the film and we'll catch you next week.
1: (laughs) This is a Narrative Network Podcast.